Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Ford and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather round again the camp, the radio, <laughs> put some logs on the fire, get grandma out of the room and get her out because it's time for Dr. Drew and Bob's This Life. This life, and we want to thank our sponsor, Bergamot.com, and head on to doctor.com and click on the Bergamot banner for details. And also, holidays are coming up. Click on that Amazon banner, bookmark it at doctor.com, and also the Weekly Infusion podcast with me and Bruce Heishober, uh, Dr. Spaz, and the newsletter associated with that too, written by Dr. Bruce and Michelle Poe. Every Wednesday, new episodes, and uh, do check it out all at doctor.com, please, and uh, we appreciate your support. Now, Bob, we'll introduce our very special guest. Well, it's the great Jack Osborne. Jack Osborne. Everywhere you go. Like, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> he has a new uh, History Channel series, which I, I love it. I, I watch do too. it all the time. Uh, I, do, I do. It's I, on like three episodes in a row when know, it's, it's on. Only one. Just, just I just watch the reruns. It. I, run the, I watch the reruns. Because History Channel has been looking for a reality show, and they found it with you and your dad. It's awesome. Yep. It's, it's really called Ozzy awesome. and Jack's World Detour. <laughs> It's a History Channel reality series. It's on a lot, and you can just just. And set it's like your you're teaching your dad about stuff he doesn't know, but he he's he knows a lot of he shit does. about a lot of shit. He does. I think it shocks people, right? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it comes down. The down, tank thing was amazing. He was he like, knows everything. And about I had tanks. no idea. I had, everything. I had no idea. I thought it was going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, but we go up there, and he's like, oh, that's this tank, and didn't they have this? Well, he that was, thing? He was in the aftermath of World War Two. Yeah. I mean, he he has. Just, well, so the actual it, tanks were coming over. Well, they, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a little more real than. <laughs> they, but, they, no, they were still on the. They were like washed up on the beach. <laughs> well, but if you're a kid in England and there, there's you know there's still bombed out buildings everywhere, and you've heard of Panzer, you know, uh, tanks yeah, he knew that, all the names he, of them. You know, yeah. it, it, I imagine you're a kid, you're like, oh, you're all over it, totally. Well, yeah. I mean, and you, but Drew, you, you just signaled all over Google on your yeah. phone. Yeah, I know. Well, all over. Cave painting. <laughs> so, but it's fun. I love it. Thank I you. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Did, has it changed your relationship with him? It absolutely has. That's what I thought I was seeing. And it's in a really kind of interesting way because a couple things. One, I, I started realizing um, how OCD he is, which I never really Ritual, realized. Ritualistic. Oh, ritualistic to the, to the hilt. But you were giving him shit about it, too. Oh, big <laughs> time. All the time. And I'm like, oh, like it's been... 30 minutes, like, oh, you're going to have to go do, like, you know, drink your gallon of coffee or, oh, look, you know. You but ha- in that movie you made about him, he's very ritualistic. He like, yeah. before he plays, I mean, the, 
a lot yeah, of that musicians, generation rockers, they're very ritualistic but about musicians, what they do. Musicians often have rituals and, and OCD. Uh, that and generation. But any not, music, you go all the way back to, you know, Baroque, I'm sure there's a lot of, because it's like being a professional baseball player or something. So I think it always, wrong and, but it started to happen in my generation, musicians, and we all just made fun of it because you're being a little <laughs> uppity, aren't you? That's where right. the joke about the brown M&Ms come from. Oh, You know, interesting. David Lee Roth made this joke, like, I don't like brown M&Ms, and it became a joke, and then it became a thing, and then actually there was runners taking brown M&Ms yeah. out of things, and he says the first time he saw it, he was like, I was just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, a lot of it to that, though, I think, like, with the rockstar mentality, they say something, and they just see how people react, and then they just go with it. They're like, yeah, oh, wait, I can get away with this? Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I need to be I, alone. I, I saw your mom talking about, to that point, talking about, this is totally unrelated to what we're talking about, but I, but it just occurred to me, talking about the behavior of Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. as it pertains to pushing pushing the uh, envelope. Is and, that and where she, you get all your prejudice against Led Zeppelin from, from, from Sharon? From, <laughs> well, she describes some stuff, and I was like, Well, she oh, hates him, doesn't God. she? No, no, she would. No, they all. She used to manage John Bonham for a oh, little really? bit. Yeah, and oh, John okay. Bonham's son. I always son thought and, there was big competition. There were. It was funny. Led Zeppelin and Sabbath. They had like rivalry in America. Like, but in England, they were all really good friends. So oh, but when they I came here and that. toured in America, oh, it made it look like war. Yeah, you know what I mean. She, she didn't describe this, but I went on because she actually was kind of kind to them. She goes, I they think were it's bad exaggerated. Boys. It's exaggerated on. by Richard Cole. He's a friend of mine. The, the guys in the band weren't even there when that thing happened. What thing? The shark thing. I, I don't I even know what you're talking about. But what I heard... I know that story. What I heard is that they would tie women up, burn cigarettes on them, and abuse them Well, there sexually. was a shark thing involved. As, 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 as long as they would tolerate And they actually talked about it and how, how crazy American women were for a lot of this, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. And, and uh, it's like, you know, and, but somehow that was... The, these but British I guys know the come, girls they were having sex with, Laurie Maddox, Pamela DeBars... They don't say anything like that was happening. Yeah, those. So there's listen, some weird mythology that goes on. But, but those in guys, rock and roll. But listen, those guys became their girlfriends eventually, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's different than what they were, were coming and doing originally. And and I, what what strikes me, I, I can't even blame them, is that we are you know in this country declared that as some sort of. Uh, declaration of our autonomy and independence that we can go do this and have ourselves get abused. You know what I mean? It's, it was a very You mean backwards. last Tuesday or what? I'm just saying it was a very backwards <laughs> thing. For the next four years. It's a different kind of abuse. <laughs> yeah. No, but. but. Anyways, but, but so describe the show as people that don't know it. So then. it's a kind of, it's a travel history show. Yeah. So me and my dad, we uh, travel around the world. I mean, we did like three international destinations, mainly America. Um, and we uh, go to historical sites. So you're um, in the car a lot. You're driving yeah, it's a, a lot. it's yeah. a lot of a road yeah. trip, and uh, that comes and Burger with, King. Yeah, no, uh, uh, Chick Fil A. <laughs> Chick Fil A. You seen that one? <laughs> See, I watch these shows, Drew. These are my shows, uh, not the Judd Apatow shows. They're not my shows. These I, I shows. literally was in. I was in. I was in Savannah, <laughs> Georgia, of all places, and I was looking for something. I'm like, what is this? What is it? I'm like. Oh my god, this is awesome! <laughs> like watched like three episodes. To, he had never Thank been you. to a fast food, or what was no, the deal? No, it was that like he'd never had Chick Fil A, and I and we kept <laughs> and we were like driving in his area, and we kept passing one. I was like, "Come on, we got to go!" And he's like, "No, no, 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 no!" And I was like, "You'll like it, trust me." And we pull up. But you were in the parking lot yeah. of a mall. Like. It was a, it was a Home Depot parking lot. We were eating Chick Fil A in the middle of um, where were we? Like near like Williamsburg, Virginia. Oh no, and. All of a sudden, one of his songs comes on the radio, <laughs> and it was just like a really weird moment. And I looked in like the rearview mirror, and the camera guy, and he just looked at me like, "This is just too weird." <laughs> 
<laughs> Buy the ticket, take the ride. Right? Did he like it? He did. What, Chick-fil-A or no, the show? No, the show. Because some of the ones I saw, he seemed like a resistant partner. So for- here's the interesting thing. We had to film that show in between his tour schedule. So he would tour for six weeks. He'd have like three or four weeks off, and we'd try and cram in a couple episodes. Yeah. So he was really tired a lot of the time. And my dad... You know, he's a rock star. He doesn't like working before 11. And when he does normally work and perform on stage, it's like his work day from the time he arrives at a venue to go home is like four and a half hours. So, like, the fact that he was on his feet for, like, 10, 11 hours a day and, you know, he's pushing 70, he would just get tired. Doing stuff you don't want to do. Yeah, and he would just be like, ugh. But then, like, (laughs) he would have these moments. He'd light up, yeah. Yeah, where he'd just be like, oh, this is really cool. And then he'd be like... What was, from, from his perspective, what was the coolest thing? I think he, um... I know he loved going to uh, the tank museum. He just was like raved <laughs> drove about. Drove the tank. Drove the he tank. Dro- oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Is that every I'm English go, child's I'm, dream? I'm going to go find that episode right now. <laughs> He's like flying around this like track. It was pretty pretty amusing. I broke it. I stole uh, it out and it like took yeah, forever to get going. Uh, no, he really liked um, – he loved Japan uh, just because he'd been so many times, but he'd never done anything. He'd yeah, just yeah. always been in a hotel room or yeah. a venue. Um, and then I think you know what he always says the most is that he just he likes spending the time with me because yeah. we just don't we don't get to spend that much time together just us and when we when I was younger we didn't get to spend that much time together just us yeah. it was always sisters and nannies and my mom it was just so the fact that we kind of getting to do this is just kind of awesome all in all how about awesome. for you was there I really I love um I love I love the weird history stuff yeah you know like when we went to. Um, this grave site of uh, Stonewall Jackson, but it was his arm's grave because his arm got shot off. <laughs> and it was like the middle of nowhere. Like, that was really cool. I, re- I loved South Dakota because I don't know if you've ever been, but um, uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, there's so much stuff around there because if you know, you're into history, I mean, they've got the Badlands, Deadwood. Wall drug. Wall drug, <laughs> yeah, exactly. they got all these really cool stuff like right around this little city. Yeah. And it's, it's cool. I really and, the, and they get to the hills. It's beautiful. Oh, the Black Hills crazy. are crazy. You don't realize it. Is that where it's, Mount Rushmore is? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's I've been pra- there. prairie and then, whoo, these great mountains. Yeah. See, I was in vans. You don't really, yeah. yeah. Musicians, they travel up, but they don't see much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they don't. They actually don't do much. You don't know, do there. much. You, know what yeah. I mean? you, you always yeah. You just this, get so. there, and you got to like hang out, and then you play, and then you're gonna leave in the morning. Yeah, but, you know, and may, most you see uh, my days was drink. Uh, you go to a bar, but you don't see the tourist track. Yeah. the tourist thing. So then I went touring sober with Hoy, who was just who's here. We went everywhere because mm-hmm. you could go because I was up at seven in the morning. Like I'm not hungover. I don't need to f- find dope. Totally. And we would go places like and do fun things. Go to museums. It was crazy. What do you? What's in your ear? I'm, I'm hearing this crazy. I know pitch. it's it's Susan's dad coming through that thing. Yeah. Right? Oh. <laughs> don't even don't even but, arm her with that stuff. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's definitely. You know that she's the big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 So, oh, wait, I think it went away. It's gone now. It's gone. Whatever it was. So how old you, how old your kid? I have two. I have two a, I have a four and a half year old and a seventeen month old. Oh my god! So you're yeah. sleeping all you right. Got, you, <laughs> uh, the, the, actually, the seventeen month old just started sleeping through the night. So it's like really no, like. Yes. Well, I have a three-month-old started sleeping four hours, and we were talking earlier. Now, when I look at the clock, and it's been it's three thirty, and she's been sleeping since eleven at, at night. Mm-hmm. I get up to make sure she's breathing. Yeah, usually it was every you, two hours. Have, have you seen the thing you can put on the foot? No, there's like this sock you can get. If they stop breathing. Yeah, no, it does. It, it's basically it's one of those blood oxygen readers. Oh, I gotta oh, get that. Gotta get I gotta get that. And it starts like screaming, like oh, and, yeah, hundred oh, percent, yeah. 
Because why don't everyone have that? I mean, they, like, <laughs> is it expensive? Uh, they uh, no, they just they just came out. I think within the last oh, year. Bef- before, where are they at? Medical places? Just or go, at, a, look on Amazon. Amazon. It's oh, literally a sock. I you go put to the Doctor Drew thing. Yeah, Doctor.com. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but but absolutely get that. Get get a whole series yeah, of really, yeah. it. Because really I, I do the same stuff. You, you would have loved that. Is one. it yeah. SIDS oh, that you're scared God. of? Oh, terrifying. We had three kids. So how yeah. common is SIDS? Very. Unca- you're kidding me. I mean, it, uncannily common. And it's and it's. I've ex- never met anybody personally that's had it happen. I've seen a lot. But of Lamar Odom, the great basketball player, his child. I remember I was a huge fan of the Clippers, and his child died, and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's no and joke. And so we all live in this Sid's fear. But it's exponentially higher if there's a smoker in the household. I know that. That's true. Oh, no smokers in my house. Hoy! <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you ever smoke? Uh, I did, yeah. I quit um, probably six years ago. Gum or, or nothing? No, I just I was in a cab in New York and, you know, they have the screens. And this thing came on and it said by like 2020, uh, one, in two, uh, one in two people will have some form of cancer. And it just freaked me out. I was like, oh, that sucks. And I just was like, I was like, you know what? I'm not smoking anymore. I'm going to try and be that one. Did you in- smoke as a young, young kid? Uh, I start, I would go on and off. And I didn't, I started when I was probably 19. No, 18. And See, then I, I think quit, the later then- the starting both with drugs and smoking, the easier it is to quit. So yeah. it's about 0.6 per thousand. So it's a uh, you know six oh 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 is that one per thousand almost yeah. okay and uh, thirty five hundred in in the year in the United States still more people die of drugs oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah but we live in yeah live but twenty four hour a day fear <laughs> yeah but, but but Bob, Bob. <laughs> and is there a certain point where you Hang don't have to worry about yeah, SIDS six anymore months. six yeah. months yeah. The, the, but you understand that's only for that six month window that hits those thirty five hundred drug addiction is hitting this big population. You want to know why I'm always in eye of Jack? I'm twice as old as him, and he knows twice as much as me. <laughs> That's I so not true. Kids. That is definitely I have three not kids true. And I didn't know that six months is a breakoff point. <laughs> he, he was well because I've been like I've been in it. I've been in it. But. He also was schooled in the British system. Right. Oh yeah. my god! That's, that's, that's real. Do you consider yourself education. a Los Angelian or an English person? I think I'm pretty much a Los Angelian at this point. I just See? I go back to England, and I'm just like. What yeah, but still, you, that, there's not, something about that secondary school education in England that's just extraordinary. It really is. Yeah. It used to be, and I, I think they've kind of fallen back a little bit over the years. They're not yeah. as like... Well, Brexit's pretty good example. <laughs> right? That's a really good example. <laughs> oh, my God. What Do you have a lot about? of friends that are regretting it? Um, yes and no. I have a lot of friends who I'm are like... I'm excited to see what happens. I can't believe we did it, and then I have a lot of friends that are like that are all about it. Just because of, especially friends that work in the tra- like it work in like a, a, a trade industry. Like my best friend, he's a um, he's a tiler. He's he took over his dad's tiling business, and he is just like you know I can't I can't compete as a business owner with a lot of uh, you know the kind of Eastern European migrant population. That's the NAFTA uh, argument that's coming here. over. That's the yeah. NAFTA argument here. And he's like, I'm just. But, but they have, but they, but they have a bigger problem of the actual. We we get the the products. Their thing is the actual laborers come in and undercut. It's a same, sort yeah. of our immigration sort of problem yeah. here that we we say that about illegal immigrants. They say that about legal immigrants yeah. over there. Ultimately, and yeah. they come in and they and they just send. The big issue is they're sending out so many pounds out of England. You know the yeah. currency, and they are all they all kind of will live in one house together, like fifteen twenty guys. They're all there legally because they're European Union. But they're not paying into the system, but they're taking from the system, and it's just a huge issue because they're like, well, you know, 
these the housing and all this. It, there's no room for Brit, you know, Britons who need housing because it's all taken up by. It, it's a weird little backlash that we're, the many countries are going through, which is taking care of your own. That's sort of the theme of all of it. We yeah. got to take care of our own. We got enough of the rest of the world for right now. And not forever, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But for right now, that's what it feels like. People are saying. And when you grow, when you grow up in LA like you did, you got. You, I'm sure that some animosities come your way if you have any kind of gray area discussion. That's what's happened to me and Drew. Is yeah. even prior to the election, I if I said Hillary's a bad candidate, people attack me. Totally. They want to f- lynch me and kill me and yep. want me to never have a podcast again. Yeah. These are friends of mine, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm right there with you. Like I literally, I'm like, it's the but that but we were talking earlier about you know the British guy who made that whole point about stop attacking people for having a, an opposing view. Like the whole thing is like discussion. Were you on the mics when you were talking about the getting the guns thing? No, no. no. Say, oh, okay. say that again. So I mean, I've in the last week I got a couple phone calls from my friends who are incredibly liberal and very like progressive minded, and they're like, "Hey, I need to get, I need to get a gun. I need to get like a bug out bag." And they're literally <laughs> a saying, "Bug out bag? What's literally... a bug out bag? You're the survivalist. What is that? <laughs> a bug out bag is like a bag you can grab and a go you can, bag. A go bag. You a can just bag. leave and like yeah. you got if, food, if water. The, if yeah. the people from Wisconsin Rust Belt invade Los Angeles, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If all those, if all those, you know, but <laughs> toothless, <laughs> crazy racists stop, you know, running down Rodeo Drive. But this can... is what this is what the right used to say. This is the exact same." conversation i had with friends who were like retired military like kind of very conservative right yeah would you know the last eight years with obama like oh dude, they're coming for our freedom like coming get ready i guns. have never been happier to be a moderate like right. I, if i had had a strongly had a horse in the race i'd be devastated right now or i'd be overly the enthusiastic thing, or whatever the thing that i've zeroed in on post the election <laughs> is what was happening prior to the election which was most of my friends are liberal i'm born and raised here right if you said a moderate thing, the amount of vitriol that would come at you as if you're one of the Rust Belt Trumpers or a Ku Klux Klan member, yeah. that has got to stop. And that's what this guy was saying. Yeah. That's what the this this we're talking we played it on the podcast with uh was it with Chris? Yeah. Yeah. We I, play, I actually played the video of yeah. uh, the guy ranting about with Mike Serrano. Mike Carano. It was with Carano. Mike Carano, yeah. Uh, so it's a couple weeks ago if you want to look it up at doctor.com and I actually played the video and we went over this very fact that this one guy a British commentator sort of the John but Jack's Stewart, in the belly of the beast the, yeah. where do you the, live the, the, the other one the, he's the uh, John Oliver John Oliver yeah. you live on um, the west side of LA I'm assuming I, I live in Studio City Oh, the valley! The valley, Jesus! I, did. I know. What's wrong with you? That you know, it's good schools for the kids. <laughs> I knew he was going to oh say God. that. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Because you can go to private school on the west side. Oh. <laughs> you elitist! Listen, I, I would love to. I would love to go on the west side, but like, it's thanks expensive. for your yeah. thanks for your buck. Like, my kids have a yacht, a pool, like yeah. uh, carpenter, know, right? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the Colfax area. No, so. yeah, you're not getting into carpentry. You hear about carpenter? This is only an LA parent thing. Carpenter. People are buying homes to be in the school district. When you go talk to a yeah. real estate agency, they'll tell you we're in the Carpenter School District. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Carpenter's close to Ventura Boulevard, where there's a lot of rentals. Mm-hmm. So you could buy a home. My oh, friends sure. bought a home across the street from the fucking school, and the they couldn't go. Yep. Oh, they I couldn't could, yeah. go. You couldn't go Why? because it's crowded from rental properties. Oh, children, oh. Los Angeles, our baby. Friend, our friends <laughs> that moved into the Carpenter District, they were like, "Oh, we want to enroll." You know, they called and said, "Hey, we need to enroll our kids." 
An hour later, there's a knock on the door. To it's the principal. <laughs> just, to, just to make sure that, they live, that they live there. And they came in and they interviewed the parents. <laughs> they were like... Want to see the child's bedroom. Yeah. They want to see the child's bedroom. This happens in Laurel Canyon because of Wonderland yeah. School. Oh, my God. They want to see the child's bedroom. It's kind of it's, crazy. This is what we live in. You've got to love LA. <laughs> <laughs> What, uh, when, what <laughs> this stuff upsets me. It just upsets and bothers me. You move to a certain part of that way so your kids can go to school. We wonder why so everything's so. I just always private school, and now we're having this trouble. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, let me ask him. How about I went to Catholic school? My partner went to Catholic school. I want my daughter to go to Catholic school. She's like, no fucking way. Well, what, what does she want you to do? Public I school. Want- yeah, she says yeah. the public school is well, where let, we let live. Me, let, let me ask Jack. Okay, well, I went to Catholic school. Something about Catholic school is good. I'm a moderate atheist conservative. <laughs> Catholic school is good, Drew. I'm trying to figure out what the hell you are. Well, I'm like, I don't that's know you anymore. It's moderate. Like, okay, that's you're not even. Well, how mo- about the leader of the Catholics is saying fuck Trump? Yeah. Well, but, yeah. here's, but here, but let's talk about education for that because I'd be interested in your perspective. Sure. Well, because in Britain they have. Private school, Private, which is which is actually school. public school, mm-hmm. and they deliver great education. I mean, just phenomenal. What's the problem here? What, what do you see from your perspective? Why can't we do that? So my perspective is, um, I think Common Core is the big problem. We don't demand that they do. Well, oh, we shouldn't do Common Core. We shouldn't do Common, shouldn't common core. core. I think it should be left. But that's up. only been since Bush too. No, that was that was that was uh, that was Clinton. He st- he introduced Common but, Core. Bush it's, two is the one that made the funding tied to it, right? Bob, Bob wants to blame Bush two. I don't right. like Just let him. Let him. Blame Bush two. Well, I, all, I, all I know is this. All I know is this. The the uh, the kids now graduating have been an entire education of Common Core. So what? For 12, and what does that mean years? for kids? People don't have kids. They in have this, to hit so. certain core things of what is math science. It's standards. A, this, it's this a standard. It have to be met. Yeah, measuring. It's federalized, yeah. standardized yeah. education right. in order to get the federal funding. Yes. But, but now was, schools can reject federal funding, like Muse and Malibu does. Yeah. And if you refuse the federal funding, you cannot. But this, do this was all mediocre this was, education, guys. Right? This was all an attempt, though, to still get things up. We were struggling. Problem is, I don't think one city in one little area of America, being Washington D.C., can yeah. determine what the education should look like. For, so, what know, happens in England? Do they the well, local it's a lot communities? Smaller. But the local communities determine what the there is, and then there's these weird standards. So, like, there's an uh, so your secondary school, um, your grammar school, as they call yeah. them. Yeah, um, we do too. They have a lot of. Uh, they, they call them RGS, Royal Grammar Schools. And those are like the best kind of in, you know, British like public schools. Like the studio schools. city Yeah, schools. those are like the carpenter, carpenter of like... But, but those but, are technically private, right? But that because private is public yeah, in English. Yeah, pri- public is private. What exactly. the hell are you guys talking about? That's what, how they name... They just name it differently. So a private school is state-run. And a public school is private run. That's because, just how they call oh, it. Okay, because anyone anyone name. can go to a public school if they pay. Because then it's like, hey, it's open to the public. But private, you have to qualify to go. Okay. So you have to, to pass exams. You have to have good enough. Res- um, uh, it's basically a scholarship. You have to be smart enough to a- a- to attend, attend a- that level. Of, yeah. And that- in, in my sense, is just the educators. Not only are they supported, they're just they're more educated. I think so, and I think. The, but but then again, there's some amazing schools here. I think just on a whole, it's just we're not progressing enough. I think on the education system, like the school that I really want my kid to go to, they don't do homework. Because they realize that the amount of stress that it puts on a child's, yeah. you know, life, 
uh, is just detrimental. And like, you know, then you got the, all these issues with like cortisol increasing and like yeah. kids just getting stressed out. And, and their whole thing is like, when you're done with school, go home, spend time with your family, go pursue play. an after school yeah, activity, yeah. play, just explore the world. Don't go back and sit in your room for three hours and do algebra and, you know, geometry. It's like, no. Where'd you go to school? I went to uh, a, sh- a school called Park Century on the west side, which is like a school for learning difficulties. And because uh, I was pretty pretty dyslexic and bad ADHD, uh, and then you did something good with that, right? I don't know. Turned it around. <laughs> yeah. How did? What did you do? Because clearly, <laughs> I. Uh, you know what's funny? Like I've been, actually noticed my ADHD has been really bad lately, and I don't yeah. know why. Stress. Like, Stress. I, yeah. I just I cannot focus on stuff. I'm just all over the place, and just like. Yeah, it's. It, I've been having a weird thing. <laughs> um, what did they do? Was it a therapeutic school? They used medicine there when you were a kid. Uh, there was med, a lot of medicine, which I don't. Necess- I don't. I don't agree with. If my kid got diagnosed with the worst ADD on the planet, I'd be like, "Well, you got to slow down." Yeah, like let him let him run around. <laughs> All right, we'll take a little break. Be right back after this. <laughs> Well, of course, you've heard me talk about Bergamot Mega Plus. It's derived from extracts of the Bergamot citrus fruit. That's right. This is in the Calabria region of Italy. They use it there like crazy. They've used it for generations. It is something that's extremely rich in polyphenols. Now, I don't typically get behind supplements, but this is one I can I can sign off on. It is known to reduce the risk for heart disease. The Italian government has actually done some very good research on Bergamot, as well as many studies to prove its effectiveness. Bergamot Mega Plus is a natural statin, right? That's an HMG-CoA's reductase inhibitor. That's much like the medicines that people take, I myself take. Lowers triglycerides, raises HDL, lowers LDL. Some people take bergamot with the statin even. So it addresses also conditions faced by millions of people worldwide. That is the so-called metabolic syndrome, which is increased abdominal fat, high cholesterol, high blood sugar, high triglycerides, high blood pressure. And it helps with that. It helps with insulin resistance. Now, I do suggest you, of course, talk to your doctor if there's any question at all. And there are alternatives pharmaceutically that many doctors may recommend, but Bergamet Mega Plus offers an all-natural option. Cardiologists and physicians all over the world have recommended it. Its effectiveness is the subject, as I said, of many good quality scientific studies. So to learn more, visit bergamet.com. That's B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T. That is bergamet.com. Or click on the Bergamet banner on our website. I suggest you do so. And we're back. We sure are indeed. And, uh, of course, we're here with the great Jack Osborne, the new show. Here, let me get it. Make sure I got it right. It's Jack and Ozzy. Ozzy and Jack's World Detour. You must be just – they must have put you up for a couple more seasons, right? Uh, we got – we. Uh, yeah. it's not a – well, probably by the time this airs, it would be out. But, yeah, we're, we're, we've picked up a season two, so we're in pre-production Anything now. Anything that we're looking forward to in that that we should be um, have our eyes out for? We, we, uh, we might be going to Russia, which is kind of cool. Oh, you haven't done it yet? No. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm so, so jealous. This, so, is just, this is such a great project. Yeah, so it would kind of be cool to go to Russia. Um, do you pick the places, or does, it, does we, you know? I mean, you know, how it works with networks. You go like, "Hey, here's a bunch of ideas," yeah. and then they go, "All right, do that, 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 and that." Do they have to fund it, or is there a, bu- a budget already ahead of time? Um, they, I mean, they obviously have to approve it, but yeah, there's an agreed budget. And Are all you that. producing it too? Or yeah, is it? yeah, it's oh, my production it's company. Good for you, congratulations! Yeah. Awesome, that's a big deal. So, so yeah, it, it's great because it's got that extra level of security to make sure that nothing, nothing weird happens. So let's. A lot of times when people come on our show, they think we're going to talk about sobriety, and we sometimes do. Mm-hmm. You're one of the. Do you mind me talking yeah, about it? Yeah, do. Go right ahead. You're one of the 
people I always think to when parents say to me, is a kid really going to get sober at 18 years old? <laughs> it's like, there's literally only one person That's I know. true. <laughs> How does it feel carrying that torch well, you know, against the young people eight, of America? You know, the, I, I, I got about like probably five or six guys that I got sober with at the same age who are all still sober. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, We'd some... like to meet them. Cause <laughs> <laughs> we don't get to. Uh, I need hope for right? these parents. Yeah, it's... Because Aren't it's... they on pills I... or something? <laughs> but the heroin epidemic... Like, kids are dying on heroin at 15, yeah. 16, 17 yeah. years old. That wasn't even happening in your day. No, no, it's it wasn't. It's crazy but Jack what's was happening. The, but Jack was at the vanguard of the pill thing. Yeah, I was I was, I was, was spearing the way for, you know, I was the predecessor to the heroin epidemic with yeah, kids. I was yeah. the Oxycontin epidemic oh, really? with kids. Yeah. I was saying the big pharma got it yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always wonder, so a lot of parents turn to you or no? I get a, lo- I get a lot of uh, people reaching out to me, yeah. like, And it's, it's always funny, like... Um, Whenever like a celebrity, tra- oh, like I get a call from a publicist or an agent, being like, "Oh, so and so is trying to get a hold of you," or I'm like, "All right, this you is know I- what this, it's about. this is either about you their kid is about what their the kid age, kids age, their kid is messed up, or yeah. someone they know has MS. Like that's oh. that, that's either what it is now, and it's never like, hey, you're a I'm, double poster child. Yeah, I'm like, it's it's never like, hey, I just want to let you know, like I really like the stuff you do. It's like, oh, I have a problem, help me fix it. I'm I, like, I, I don't know how much we're going to talk about the MS, but MS now is so highly treatable. I yeah, mean, I'm oh, so 100%. excited for you. Like it's like oh this is the time to get MS. Yeah, it's totally, what's so funny? Like someone came up to my dad. He's like oh yeah he's got the Rolls Royce of MS. He's good. My dad, <laughs> oh my, was like, my dad was like what does that mean? I'm like don't worry about it. You know who's a big advocate for it is Victoria Williams. She's been yep. diagnosed since mid 80s. Wow. And she was a part of all the experimental pro That was when the, yeah. all no, no, the no, different no, no. things. Copaxone. Copaxone. She was getting out. that at Eisenhower Medical Center yep. as an experimental drug. No listen I was there when that was all going on and and that. That's when we saw it turn. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh my God, we can do something about this now. Yeah, for sure. So, Pregnizone is a what? It Prednisone. sounds the same. How come so many drugs sound the same? <laughs> I don't know. That's a question for the good doctor. <laughs> I don't know. But the What's the name of the MS look, drug? The MS. Copaxone. But they're, but they're all made up names anyway. No. They make up the generic name and then they make up the trade name. It's nothing related to the chemistry at all. It's <laughs> yeah, the, cra- yeah. the craziest freaking thing of all time. But ba- back to the drug thing. What, what, do, you te- what do you tell kids that uh, come to you? My biggest thing, and, and is, I have a specific reason for asking that. My biggest thing is like, listen, you get this now, and it's not going to be a problem. Like, if you get this and lock it down, you can actually have the life you want, and it is possible. Like, because the biggest thing, I think, if you get sober young and you nip it in the bud right away, and you like, all right, cool, this is what I'm going to do. In my experience, it was like, like great. this big, giant, horrible, like scorpion in a room is not going to really interfere with me as long as I kind of maintain. What but, they uh, don't like, and I deal with these, I got a 20-year-old living in my sober they, living right now. But I need to party. And yeah. yeah, I'm only 18, I'm only yeah. 19, yeah. I'm only 20. I'm entitled to party. I don't like the label alcoholic, yep. okay, for life. And I just back off, and, it, and it, you'd be weird about how much more motivated they are if you don't keep insisting totally. that they accept. I... I I literally went out to nightclubs like every year for like the first like ten years of my recovery. Like <laughs> I was just I was just room. out. I was like out at all the clubs because I learned really early on from going to conventions. Wait a second, you can be social and you can hang out with people. You can still get laid. You can still do all the things you meant to do as a teenager, young adult. 
and you can do it sober. It's very important to young people, yeah. Drew. I know. And we can't forget that. No, I know. They think but their they don't life believe is you. over they don't at 18 believe you. Years So that's old. something Jack could, could del- a message he could deliver. They I mean, I literally think I had that conversation with Drew at some point. But I was the like, worst. we did. And, but but <laughs> I'm going to tell you, though, that what was different about you that I've not seen since is you, you, you just said, what do I need to do? You just yeah. asked, tell, tell me what to do, and I will do it. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure you will. And, <laughs> and, and he just did it. And I was, I was stunned. And I've never seen that in a 17-year-old. Yeah. I told your mom, I said, I've, I've never seen anything like it. And, and, and the other thing is... Well, weren't you the executive functioner? Let's talk about your family dysfunction for a minute. Wait, but hang Somebody on. had you to do, be her on. partner in caretaking your dad, and it seemed to be you. Later on, I mean, early yeah. on, it wasn't. I was, no, that, he was, was not into that. Who was helping her? It was, my sisters were really kind of... Really? Yeah, re- especially Kelly. Where's your older brother? Was he just gone? They, well, because they moved... Um, my dad, when he when they got divorced, they stayed with their mom, and so they weren't real, and they went to boarding school, so they weren't around a lot when we were younger. G- give some thought, though, to why you had that motivation. I mean, if you can, if you can send that, give that to somebody. A couple uh, things. I think for me, the motivation was I I saw what my dad had gone through. Oh. I'd seen like, hey, yeah. you know what? How about like, what he had put other people through? That too. I'd been on the receiving end of it. Now you can't really contextualize that when you're a kid yourself. Yeah. So for me, like I didn't I didn't worry about affecting other people because I didn't have anyone to really worry about affecting other than my mom. Um, but my biggest thing was I don't want to be I don't want to struggle and I want to do all this stuff. Like I had these ideas of like what I wanted to do growing up and what my future, you know, I had to just I wanted to experience different things. And I was like, you know what, I'm not going to be able to do this messed up. So you knew you were derailed in yes, some way, yeah. Totally. And the other thing, I, I don't know how else to articulate this, is that your your entire family, I don't know how else to describe them except you, you talk about the dysfunction, but the part that doesn't get talked about is the, the highest functioning dysfunctional family in America. I, I would even go beyond, <laughs> I would go beyond that. I would go beyond that. They, to no. a, every person in that family is substantial. Like there's a substance to That's each That's what I'm talking about, high functioning. But they, they could also be low functioning. Be yes, substantial. there's a definite low functioning but, moments yeah, but, with but, all of us. But there, it's something about them that's very interesting. And, and it's, and well, you I can can't, talk. No one else gets to see that yeah. list. You're in the room with Just you, with observing you. the show when it first came on. What show? I have a 30-year-old. They're the J- original Ozzy. Ozzy, yeah. Oh, the original show. I have a 30-year-old. Okay. How old are you? I'm 31. Okay. I have a son the same age. I cuss a lot. He cussed. Just that wall being broken down, I felt ashamed. I used to tell him, don't fucking, when you go out. <laughs> <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, right. here's this family that everybody loves and everybody cusses. It made cussing okay, and I don't know if that's good or bad. I just, you did a great service to me and my son. We got that a lot, actually. <laughs> we got that a lot. A lot of people are like, hey, we're Because I used to tell you... Elijah, don't cuss in public. Uh. You've got to know when you can cuss and when you can't cuss. It, it, but I'm sure and that's has... a lot of pressure on a 13-year-old right? kid. But they get it <laughs> i've been sure you've asked me many times so how, how was that experience like because it was because by the way i you piece you don't know bob his folks came into <laughs> loveline when their first like three weeks of filming yeah with the light they had those weird lights then these mm-hmm. sort of bar lights and they're and you they were like oh, we're doing some weird re- we don't really understand quite what this is but yeah, we're trying it well what you jack know? doesn't know i was at this is when you were a kid i was somewhere Somebody wants somebody to go talk to your dad for the umpteenth time. 
They couldn't go. They called me. I went with some of our friends from a very successful band, and we went over to try to help him in that TV room. Uh-huh. And we were, where he was trying to show us how the remote control works to open up the curtain. That took like an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> and I was like, "What the? What's going on here?" And he goes, "I'm doing a show, your television show." You know, and I was I, like, no one had ever done it before, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, we couldn't figure it out, right? <laughs> yeah, did you? Could you? Did you have a sense of what it was? The only thing that I, that we kind of went in knowing that it was going to be always said they kept saying was just think of the real world but you guys uh, and that's that's how we uh-huh. kind of modeled it it was like hey it's- but he told us they can't go in his tv room yeah that was off limits that was off limits <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> there was no go zones for ozzy and it was kind of funny too because he would really make sure because it was always dimly lit and those cameras back then was so bad you oh, needed yeah. it to be like you know a football field to even see anything because like you know the iris on him was just crap yeah so- they bring these huge lights yeah. they these big couple guys they were just all in the entryway i remember no they weren't shooting but yeah. we were going to that tv room but just everybody loved you that just the way he was trying to do it and then we were trying to help him do it to just he wanted to show us that his tv was on the wall okay. by a big red curtain you've yeah. lived with that your whole life haven't you he gets really he's you know listen he's very particular and he likes his stuff <laughs> and he gets OCD excited yeah OCD he gets excited about his stuff yeah but it's the, the weirdest little things he gets excited about you know, but the idea is he's dying. We need to help him. Oh, but he wants the curtain right. to open. Well, but he, that's just typical <laughs> addict behavior. It's like, hey, listen, everything's going terrible in my life. But hey, look at this cool flat screen I have. <laughs> he opens up. The curtain opens up. It was pretty badass, I got to tell you. We all drove then, home right. like, fuck, TV projected on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I think two of the guys went and bought them. <laughs> the projectors that were like literally the size of a coffee table. <laughs> But it was real TV, not a movie. Like TV played. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. We've seen those, Bob. We've seen those. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see it in 1997 no, or whatever the hell it was. Cool. So but it's been fun. Life, did, does right? your dad ever? Uh, he, he had a lot of trauma growing up, right? Yeah. Did I he think, ever get that? Del- did he ever dig into that at all? Or is he? I think I obviously through through you know various kind of avenues. I, I definitely yeah. think he has. Because um, I always thought he'd be a good advocate for that. Because he's spoken about it occasionally in ways that were like, oh man, yeah, this you know it sort of demystifies and and makes some people feel less. You know, people always feel like it's the only person in the world ever happened to. Mm. And the way he talked about it was very like, you know, one of them things, you know, yeah. wrong place, wrong time. I think he kind of, he goes through phases about like, uh, you know, kind of dealing with it and, and what have you, just to kind of depending on, uh, you know, where he's, you know, where, where his recovery is placed in that moment. Um, but, you know, he's, he's, it's funny, like, when you become like an adult child and you kind of, you know, you kind of yeah. look to your parents, you're yeah. like, Wow, like this is, you know, now that I have my own kids, I yeah. go like, I don't know if I would do the same yeah. things, you know. Yeah. Yes, there but is. Don't you think he had it worse than you and we thought we had it bad? Oh, always. It's so crazy. It's always the case. What do you mean? My dad had a horrible life and I always look at him, you know, my sisters always say, look at him, such an asshole. And I, you know, and then I just think like, his life was so fucking hard to get to where he got to take care of us. And then my life that I complain about and make all excuses about was pretty golden. Yeah. It was you a little fucked I mean? up, though. It was a fucked up emotion, Bob. Let's be fair. I'm just talking was- about comfortability, access to education. Yeah, you didn't have my those. My dad grew up in the Depression. Yes, you didn't have those you issues. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it, I mean and is, it, it all, is it all relevant? It's re- all relevant. I mean, like, well, look at the, the term snowflakes now. You know, you got yeah. these, like, college kids who are, like, 
thinking that yeah. the world they live in is terrible, and it's like actually, you know, we're, it's awesome. We live in a, a time and place where yeah. there's the most resources, the most education, the yeah. most connection. But yeah, most cool stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> dude, the sheer fact that my 18 yeah. month old gets to hold an iPhone at oh. only 18 month of age, months of age. Like, what about the Doctor Drew when he talks about looking in a book goes like this? <laughs> like he's texting Google. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's an amazing yeah, world. We've changed. And I, people listen, need I, to not forget that. Yeah. I always remember I was when I was growing up. I used to think, God, what was it like when the automobile hit? Because the whole world shifted yeah. in 20, 15 years. We just lived through that with this thing in our hand. Yeah, <laughs> basically, it's, like it's whoa, same like thing. This newfangled technology. But so you you feel you, do you feel uh, guilty over the Kardashian television show, <laughs> or do you carry that burden? You know, it's because really, I blame you. You know, it's really <laughs> fun. Like I've I've known uh, I've you grew known, up with them. Yeah, right? I'm not really like I met them when I was probably. 20 uh before they started doing their show and i'm very good friends with scott disick so it's like this bittersweet thing where it's like i like them they're all really nice good people when you know them and you but i'm just kind of like all right you know hey maybe we should move on from this (laughs) listen as it pertains to parenting the snowflake thing you mentioned Mm -hmm. how are you gonna do it differently because you're the next generation of parents so for me i am a big fan of um Accepting failure, I think letting them fail. Yeah, like yeah. you have to let resiliency. Your kid, yeah, resiliency. It's like, were you not allowed that? No, I was totally. But my, but, but one of the ways my that parents this... encourage failure, they're like, yeah, fuck it, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but I hate school. They're like, don't go, <laughs> Dad. I don't want to do karate anymore. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you failed good. Yeah, that's exactly. Hey, how as long as you tried, Elijah. on to the next thing. That's exactly how I raised Elijah. <laughs> but my thing, I, I, I've always been a big proponent of pushing an education. Yeah, and, and then letting them fail. Don't, don't, don't rescue them from the miseries of that. Totally. But push them into situations where they're likely to fail. Yeah. Even, and uh, let them keep going. Yeah. Keep I, pushing. And but even that, you know, my dealing with Paul. I mean, she's four and a half, and she will have the craziest tantrums. Like, the world is ending because I won't let her go play with a toy because we have to go leave. That's normal. And it's this thing of like, yeah. hey, you know, whereas most parents be like, oh, well, let's have some candy and I'll da 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 I'm like, talk about I'm the like, feelings. Let's, talk about the feelings. Yeah, of it. Oh, you're having some big feelings yeah. right now. No, get in the fucking car. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we have to go. I'm not dealing with this. You can cry in the car. Like, You know, and- our daughter was working at some sort of daycare thing. What did she tell us? They weren't allowed to say no at all to oh, the kids? Yeah. yeah. They it- couldn't. They couldn't tell them, no, don't stop or don't run. Yeah, I see you're having some trouble with this. Or I yeah, see you're it's having all some that bad language. Yeah. As opposed to, just get in. Get in yeah. the fucking car. <laughs> you'll, you'll be okay. I, I have conversations with my other dad friends where I'll just text them and be like, dude, my kids are such fucking assholes. <laughs> like, they literally hate me sometimes and want to ruin my life. Oh, don't worry. That'll continue. <laughs> right? But- <laughs> I have Elvis is six and we went to Desert Trip, right? He's like, I don't want to go. And I was like, we're going. And he's like, it's for, what do you say? It's for rich old White men. White men. <laughs> what? That's for my six-year-old. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, he's ever. right. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But then when he got there, he, he loved it? Neil Young. Yeah. He keep on rocking I mean, in the free world. That's a great experience for a six-year-old to have, to see like all four of those yeah. bands. Like, yeah. He didn't get Bob Dylan at all. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, Most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. but it, you know, does your daughter say things like that? She's more like uh, shocking things that shock you that are time out oh, of mind things. The, the, the fun, one of the funniest things was we were leaving a friend's house, 
And I was like, come on, we got to go, we got to go. And she just started going, my wife's named Lisa. She started well, how'd going, you guys meet? You were in your wife. Uh, we met at a nightclub. Awesome. Of yeah, course. Right? Hollywood. Right? So. And we were pre-internet dating too, which was like the and best. Both Look at you from, both. From you just did yeah. the texting thing. I know. Thing. I did the texting thing with my thumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's a human thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, which she's from Louisiana. Oh wow! And cool. she uh, she's she used to do commercial. She was like a commercial actress. Nice. We just met out, and you know, I creeped Hit her out, and that was that. Enough. That's your daughter said. I interrupted this story. Hold up. So we were at a friend's house, and I was like, "Come on, we got to go." And I was I was kind of tired and run out, and my daughter starts going, "Fucking Lisa! Oh, fucking <laughs> Lisa! <laughs> fucking Lisa!" Because I'm like under my breath, like when my wife does something, I'm always like, "Fucking Lisa." Yeah. <laughs> and she just she didn't know what it means it comes back to you but she j- and I was like oh, and ah. I started like and the biggest thing I know is like you know mocking behavior it's like I couldn't mock the behavior as it being funny because then she would have kept it going yeah, so I yeah. was just like and bring it up later yeah. and it would become a thing yeah Susan I see you sort of leaning in here you wanted to ask Jack something I got the sense you were you oh want- oh no, no. Good. Oh, you're, well, one did, thing. Did I you want to talk about his, your your thing? He's going to be on. Oh yes, um, he'll he's gonna he will have been on my podcast calling out with Susan Pinsky because I know that Jack produces a lot of television and he actually Ghosts. had a show about ghost hunting. I did, yeah. At one point, and I found that interesting, and I was able to get in touch with him, uh-huh. which I've been trying to do for a couple of years. Oh. Uh, through Cindy Kaza, who oh. actually knows you. Yeah, Cindy's awesome. Cindy and is awesome. Uh, she's going to be calling in and will be saying hello after her show tonight. So, cool. um, we, but this will air before this show anyway. So, okay. just so you know, if everybody, Where if anybody they find wants that? to check it out, uh, we're at callingoutwithsusanpinsky.com. dot com, okay. and it's also on iTunes and you know, just Google Susan What's Pinsky that, podcast. Oh yeah! Oh yes! Oh yeah! Oh. Yeah! Yeah! I have an app, and Ooh. you can also download it on your phone and get it every What's week. The app called? It's called Calling Out with Susan. Shocking! Finsky. There yeah. you go. Time. Perfect yeah. app. No, and it's been around for a while, and we we uh, forget to promote it. We, I mean, everybody on the show knows that I do this, and I try to sneak my clairvoyance in on the show. It doesn't go over very well <laughs> with this audience, but I do appreciate the fact that people are willing to listen, and and but I know that I want to know more about. You know Jack's experience with his production because it's sure. it's going to be you know a really great topic for for us. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And I want to know from your perspective. Now, my theme has been I raised Elijah, my older son, mm-hmm. much like you were raised. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, fuck basketball. Let's yeah. go. Let's go to Amoeba. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Didn't work out so well. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. I felt like. I was more his friend than I was his dad. So now with my two little ones, I'm being more of a dad. Yeah. More like how my dad was, mm-hmm. right? He had an experience, Drew, Listening. where his dad was a doctor, wasn't always present, whatever. This is your dad? No, your dad. Oh, my dad. Yeah. yeah. So he's found that the dad that really wasn't the most greatest present dad yeah. is the greatest grandfather oh, ever, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. right? What, what, do you feel that way? Is your dad around your kids a lot? He, my dad is really... Um, get on the ground and play with him? He will a little bit. His big thing is like, he's just like, he's the guy with the chocolate. So the kids love him. <laughs> he's just always got like, he comes over, he's got a little baggie of chocolate and they instantly love him. And it's so that, that's, you know, that's the good thing. And we, we spend time together, like after here, I'm going to go pick my daughter up and go see him because he's, he's, he's touring right now, but he's home for a couple days. So, But do you get what I thought you guys should talk about? Mm. When your dad was 
playing with the triplets and yeah. just you saw a different guy he reported mm-hmm. like what the well, heck well no he, Where, uh, what, why was he not that way with me well, no i didn't think well that. what what were you thinking i i thought that was the best of him but i got an overlay of a bunch of other anxiety and perfectionism and shit because i was his kid so i had yeah. an extension of him even though he also had this caretaking and warm part about him my kids only got the good stuff because their outcomes didn't matter to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> they should matter. No, no, not in the way that <laughs> I know, I mean, no. directly. Yeah, not directly. Yeah. Directly reflect. He can blame you if they. So fuck I had up. to be like, I had to be like beaten to death. I think <laughs> yeah. it's probably. I think my dad likes the fact that like, hey, I could get to hang out with a bunch of the cool little babies and whatever, yeah. and there's no expectation that I have to be here every single day, it's that completely too. present the yeah. whole time, right. and be they responsible can, to raise them. No responsibility. And the, and the outcomes closest. on me. Yeah. He could just dip in, hang out, do his thing, and bounce. Though for my day where it would hang around was anxiety about safety and well-being. Susan got a giant dose of that. Oh, yes. Everything okay? Everything okay? Everything okay? Oh, he was here every day. Because they could fall? Look at all these stairs around here. No, we we didn't live here, but I'd pick up the phone and go, is everything under control? <laughs> oh and I be, and oh, I remember yeah, he, just anxiety, just anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. And for for like, me, no, I got it's not that. under control. I know we have triples. Goddamn, it's never under control. Wow! Can you no, imagine three try. at the same time? I have I have friends. I have twins right now, and I'm just like hats off to them. I yeah. I could never. That's uh. I don't know how. How you had them in the same room? It seems to me it would be better to have them split up because they cry and then the, yeah. I trigger the other one to cry. Oh yeah! Couldn't you have just three we, had, we were in a tiny little house? Our house was the size of we lived in a house for ten years, the size of this whole area. <laughs> Back when I met Jack, that's where I was living. We had one room, we had Not our room, years, but we had only a few years, only four just, years, well six years, six years with the kids. But when yeah. they were born, we would get we got these mats that they put down at the I gym. I seen the pictures on then, the on the and then we put thing. gates around them, and then they just roll around on the mats all day. And so my friends. They like cage them and yeah. like, had to cage yeah. some food. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have uh, leashes for them yeah. when we traveled because we didn't want one taking off. So they had these long cords that would like stretch. Traveling with kids, yeah, sucks. on the airplane, we you know Douglas well, you, would take you, off and I'd you grew go up all the way down the aisle and come yeah. back yeah. up. Did they not really have a place to live when you were a tiny, tiny kid? Yeah, uh, yeah, well, we, they, they had a place mythology. in London. There's kind of mythology that you grew up on a tour bus. I mean, we spent a, I spent a lot of time on tour bus. I'll tell you what, one thing I'm a hundred percent grateful for for my parents is the amount that they traveled us when we were kids. And they, is it, really? And Isn't they, it interesting that that's now yeah, what you and your dad are doing again? Totally, it's yeah. Fascinating. It's fascinating. Here's a, a new yeah. liberalism thing. Yeah. Friend of mine's doing the same thing the way you were raised. Mm-hmm. Said, "What better education is he going to get than coming around with me? I'm sober. I'm going to take my kid all around totally. the world for three years. Oh, the criticism he received yeah. in this town. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, what is that? He's an entitled. He's he should be in school. No, they're going to museums. They have a tutor on the road. Yeah. He's seen oh. the whole oh. world. Yeah. Right." And it's not like you were going to grow up a normal kid in Beverly Hills anyway. Exactly. There's no such thing. <laughs> right? So are your parents good? Are they all right? Yeah, they're doing really good. good. They're, they're easy people to have affection for. You know yeah, what they mean? They're both really Deb- nice Even people. when Deb- your mom's mad, she's cool. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, maybe not at you, but to me, because she was mad at him, and I saw her at your movie premiere, uh-huh. the do- documentary thing, she was like, you tell Drew, and then uh, she was like, and then she was so nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was angry and nice. My mom is just one of these people that like fixates on little things, and then it's like gone. But like for that second, it's like... It was then, that week, yeah. and I was walking right next to her, right yeah. in front of her, and she turned around, and you said, you tell Drew, blah, 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 blah. And then she said, well, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, how is that? <laughs> 
Well, That's you know, good. just so you know, though, I get the same. Th- I get the same thing. I, I get the same thing. So it's <laughs> we're good you know, company. It's it's par for the course with her. It was a great movie, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank really you. And yours was. and yours was awesome. Oh, you saw that? Yeah. One? I, just, I kept joking. I, I'm supposed to we die. Don't, you know, by the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it went on and on forever. Susan, do we give, we have Bob's uh, documentary up on the website. We should have that. Bob the Monster. We should give it yeah. away. Yeah. I'll get some copies of it. All right, you, good. Do you want to, speaking of you should die thing, <laughs> not that you should, well, we're all going to die eventually. <laughs> yeah. But when, when my uh, dad wrote it. for a good <laughs> ending of a documentary. Let's face it, you're a documentarian. When the person dies tragically, it's a pretty good ending. Well, the, <laughs> to that point, Jesus. when my dad wrote his book and they were trying to turn it into a movie, she, my mom was going to meetings and uh, at like different studios or whatever, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, it's just not a good story because he didn't die in the end." <laughs> and and my mom was like, "You know, he like I'm still married, to, and he's like, you can't fucking say that." Like, oh, yeah, mm, he's just what not dead does. yet, so it doesn't if really. It something with a tragic, you know, another small thing that you don't know: the Thelonious Monster guitar player who died, who died, mm-hmm. Bill Stobel. Made the Crazy Train video. No way. Yes, the black and, and white I, one on yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the machine. Yep. You talk about the stuff to do your TV show. The machine that that was done on to make it look like the train track yeah. was on Hollywood Boulevard and Bill Stobel's loft. It was like sixty feet long, uh, whoa. and it was like all this. It was supposedly the newest, you know, stuff. like stuff. And it was like prehistoric. Wow. And and the Thelonious Monster guitar mm-hmm. player did the song that. Broke oh. the second coming of Ozzy. Nice. Wow. Very cool. All right, wow. we're going to wrap this thing up. Yes? Wow. Wow. Crazy train. Good Jack, night. thank you. Really, hey, it's thank such you. a pleasure to see Good you. It's so great. You seem great. Yeah. It's inspiring, man. And uh, congratulate with all this. The show is Ozzy and Jack. Ozzy and Jack's World Detour. This is on History Channel. We promise you, you will not be disappointed. Yes. Also, be sure to uh, follow us at This Life Podcast on Twitter. Uh, go to doctor.com for all the family of podcasts there. And although we've not gotten too many emails lately, I've got a stack of them I just had in my hand. Uh, please do keep saying the emails. We'll try to respond to them, particularly on the show, as best we can. So. We didn't respond very good. They were kind of corners. Like, it's hard to... Some well, I've got, I've got a bunch more, too. I just We have had such great guests. But I, let's just tell our viewers, if you have a person with a viewers. drug and alcohol problem, or, or, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Any problem. on the radio. <laughs> just call Health and Human Services in any county, in any municipality in America. Tell them your family member's dying of drugs. Find somebody sympathetic on the phone. One thing will lead to the other, and you'll get access. Access to care. There, there is care available. It may be difficult. Most to... Americans think it's not I, I there. Know, I know. It may, you may not like it. It may not be pretty. And you may not get to stay as long as you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but you can find care. But you have to be persistent. You have to really go get on the wait list and find what county resources there are. It's out there, but you have to go after it. So that's hard for drug addicts. Yeah. It's hard for them. So. Well, it's not hard for their moms. Get on the yeah, phone, moms. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they won't listen to them. They won't right? let the mom do they, it. They, yes. they usually don't listen to their moms. That's why they're drug addicts to begin with. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel bad because we get so many emails and we can't answer them. I mean, yeah. Jew's not really available to answer them. We'll try to read some of the pertinent ones. And now you that talk we read, to the national we czar. The emails, so. We need to, next time you talk to the drug czar, yeah. Tell them, it like, we're the people that get all Bob. the questions of where they can go. Yeah. We need a national hotline. It, it's going to be a different person, the next one, right? Oh, I maybe mean, it'll do be they, you. Do they maybe reach out to you, or do you reach out to the new drug czars when they, or how does uh, that work? The last time I reached out to the Botticelli, is a great guy. Um, so I, he'll be out with the new administration? I think that's right. I think that's how it works. He, he's a great guy, but he he um, he won't be gone. I mean, he'll be in the field, believe me, so... 
But we'll see. We'll see. What would yeah. you do if yeah. Trump called you and said, "Be the yeah, drug Yeah, that's czar. what I'm saying. Be the drug czar. Would you do it? <laughs> I tr- yes. I'd sure think about it. You'd have to. I would have to say some very unpopular things. He's not a registered yeah. re- Republican, though. <laughs> no, I'm not a Republican. But but I mean, I, if he's you know, if he's just interested in outcomes. We could do it, but it, it's, you know, I don't know if you know, but it's such a mess right now. Yeah. The treatment is a mess. Everyone's oh. getting put on meds and crazy That's stuff. It's insane. And, yeah, it's insane. And uh, I would take some, I would have to, I would take heat from some of the other governmental agencies because they National all, Institute of Drug and Alcohol, they've NIDA. Off, they've signed off on this. And I, I, I'm, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying the enthusiasm for it is no bueno. Yeah. So... That's a well, Doctor Drew for drugs are, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Stop it! Stop the campaign. Uh, talk to you guys later, Jack. Thanks. We'll hey, thank soon. you, guys. This city of angels and so many devils. Everyone is a prophet. Everyone's an actor. Everyone's so famous. Maybe I'll see Elvis. Maybe I'll see Marilyn Monroe. Cross the line You've made a mess Of it all And now California's dying Tonight Gonna watch it wash away Gonna watch it wash California's dying Tonight Gonna watch it go up in flames Started in the valley, there is no higher ground The flood will end in Hollywood, no one to be found You poisoned your harvest, you have brought the kill This is gonna hurt like hell, I promise you it will You've been so out of focus, and now that you notice It's just too late, just too late Ground.